the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As Christians, our lives are full of mountain peaks and valleys, spiritually speaking. And like Job, here in chapter 29, sometimes in those deep valleys, we remember those mountain peaks. Let's do so together next. When the Lord was with me. Oh, remember those moments, those high moments, those mountain peak experiences with the Lord? They're few and far between at times, and they are worth remembering, even especially when we find ourselves in the deepest of the dark valleys ahead. Welcome, this is Abounding Grace. Pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church takes us to Job 29 as we continue our survey of Job. The message is simply entitled, When the Lord Was With Me. It's Job remembering the good old days, as it were, and the value of doing so. Here's Pastor Gary Wagner with more on today's edition of Abounding Grace. When the Lord was with me. Sometimes, if we're going to move forward in time of trouble, we have to look backward. And that's what we find Job doing here. Remember, his friends accused him of being a hypocrite, a fake. So Job says, let me tell you my story. Now, it's a sad autobiography. It may even be tinged with a little bit of bitterness. But I think that the faith God has put in Job is trying to regain its composure. The way it regains its composure is to remember when God was with him. To remember how God blessed him and what God has done for him and how God has used him for good. Now, why do I say faith trying to regain its composure? Well, remember, Job is torn by trials, death, disease, miserable friends. Where's he supposed to go? It seems to him like God is silent. God is not answering him. Oh, he loves the Lord. So faith says, wait a minute. Let me tell you, losers, his three friends, what life was like when God was with me. You know, David did the same thing in Psalm 119.53. He said, horror hath taken hold of me because the wicked forsake your law. But then he says, wait a minute. I remembered your judgments in the night and they have comforted myself. Paul warned the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 10 against their adultery and idolatry by saying, no, these things happened to Israel. They were judged as examples for us. Because, you see, you have to remember the past. 
You need to remember what God has done and you need to repent. And the Lord Jesus, when he was on the cross, said from Psalm 22, Our fathers trusted in thee, O Lord, and you helped them. So it's very important for us, as the old hymn says, let's count our blessings. Let's remember what God has done for us, because in some respects, that's like a harbor for our soul. When it seems like this trial has gone on for a long time, we think, has God forsaken me? Have I fallen into this sin so many times it's over for me? Is the Lord never going to help me? Or when we're older and death is approaching, what are we going to hold on to? Especially if we are dying in great pain and God is testing our faith. God brings us disease in midlife. When we thought there was going to be all these years of strength, what are we going to do? One of the things we must do when we learn it here from Job, and that is we've got to remember what God has done for us. We need to remember what life was like when he was with us. Why is that? Because I think here Job is anticipating a promise that God will make later in Philippians 1, 6, which says, He who hath begun a good work in you will keep on performing it until the day of Christ Jesus. Job says, in effect, I don't understand what God is doing. This makes no sense to me. And we've heard him say some pretty hard things. We've heard him curse the day of his birth. We've heard him say he wished he were dead. We've heard him want to enter into a debate with God. And of course, we have heard him take his friends to the woodshed on several occasions. But at the heart of all of this, why is Job almost driven out of his senses? It is because he wants the days when God was with him to come back. He wants the Lord because those were sweet times. Those were the times of fellowship, of blessing, times of which he had influence. Those were the times, Job said, I enjoyed life when God was with me. And we'll return to this application at the end. But this chapter breaks down into three very simple sections. In verses 1 through 6, Job says, When God was yet with me in blessings and in grace. And notice he says there in verse 2, Oh, I wish it was like it was in months past. This trial has gone on for a while. We don't know much how much time it was actually when Job's friends came. But you know, beloved, there's nothing wrong when we're going through difficult times with saying, Boy, I wish I was stronger in God's service like I was before. I wished I loved him like I used to. I wish I felt his love and his covenant and nearness to me like I did before. Because those are the kinds of things that give our faith buoyancy in times of trials. Those are the kinds of things that give us hope. Because, you know, he will test us. He'll test us in our marriages with our children our jobs, our finances, 
our bodies, our culture. He will test us. And faith needs to rest on, wait a minute, God was good to me. Let me not forget how good he was. Notice how he begins here. God preserves me, verse 2. Verse 3, his candle shined upon my head. That's a symbol of God's favor. God was smiling upon me, so to say. Oh, those were wonderful days. Now Job says here at the end of verse 3, I had darkness I had to go through. It wasn't all roses and pleasant times for Job. He says there was darkness, but I had his light on me then. You know, we can endure a lot. Psalm 23 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Is it because you're arrogant and you think you have all things in control? No, it's because thou art with me, Lord. Psalm 27, though I am surrounded by a host of enemies, in this I will be confident. Why? Because I know that I am going to worship you, and that is the one thing that I have desired after throughout my life. When things are great, we expect God is going to be with us. And when, we, when things are bad and he's giving us the assurance that he is with us, we can walk through any darkness. But of course, that's not what Job is feeling right now. Verse 4, he says, I wish it was like the days of my youth. Some have said that that word youth is referring to someone who is in their mid-20s or through their mid-40s, a strength that they had at that age. Job says, then the secret of God was upon my tabernacle or on my house. And the word secret here is the same word used in Psalm 25, 14. God will show them the secret of his covenant. It is a precious word. It means God's familiar counsel. Have you ever felt like that? Job is saying, I know God is walking with me. He is helping. He's hearing my prayers. I confessed my sins, and he forgave me, and I worshipped him, and I blessed him. Life was wonderful. But it's very different now. The cloud of death is now on Job's tabernacle. But Job says, I haven't forgotten how good the Lord was to me when his familiar counsel, his nearness was on my house. And verse 5, which is probably the theme of the whole chapter, what made those days special? How did I have these blessings? How in the world were my steps washed with butter? Now, this is quite a luxurious symbol here. And the rocks poured out oil. Job says, as we would say today, everything I touched seemed to turn to gold. Why is this? Verse 5. Because the Almighty was with me. The Almighty was with me. He says my children were around me too. Remember, they all died. And we shared the joy of the Lord together. Oh, what a picture of a happy family life. When we walk with the Lord, 
And when we know the Lord is with us, and we teach our children and encourage them as well in the Lord, what a great family life. Now, before we move ahead, these six verses have a very important lesson for us. You know, it's funny here. If you could look at Job right now saying these things, we would say, what? Remember what he must have looked like then. And that would be like the worst, dirty, most tattered, clothed beggar coming in off the street with sores oozing. And we're like, ugh. This guy is reeking of who knows what smells. This was Job. And can you imagine then Job saying, the Lord was with me and life was wonderful. It's a funny thing about faith and God's work in us. It's kind of like when we remember everything God has done for us in the past. And you know, I think we should keep a list. Keep a list of those good things that God has done for us. Really. Think about it. Think about your family, your health, your children. If your children are walking with the Lord, I mean, good night. The Lord has given you something worth more than all the treasures of heaven. And if he has given you children that pray and set you to pray, what a blessing because many people really have very rotten children who never even think of praying. Most of us have pretty good health. I don't believe in the 19 years that I've been here at RHC, anyone, young or old, has come down with any horrible disease. It's amazing. And that is just the tip of the iceberg. We've had forgiveness of sins. We've had his word preached and taught untruncated. We have jobs. Oh, a few years ago, we had several people out of work. But I don't believe that right now anyone is out of work. And I could go on and on. You see, it's very important that when the good times are good, now listen closely. When the good times are good and God is blessing you, that you remember, like Job did, that God is with me. And it's not because I'm smart or that I have ingenuity or I've learned to master the market or anything like that at all. It is because God is with me. And you see, the reason that is so important is because if we don't recognize that our blessings come from God, then our blessings tend to make us trust in ourselves. And then when God does test us, and the blessings are taken away, we become bitter. And instead of turning to the Lord, we just kind of lick our wounds, and we focus on our losses I can't believe I don't have that anymore. Or God gave me this. I just can't believe it's being taken away. Instead of saying, wait a minute, everything I had, all the blessings, my wife, my children, clothes, food, three meals a day, housing. I mean, everything. It is because God gave it to me. And the Lord was with me. 
Boy, is that an incredible help to us when we are suffering. And I think Job's faith is clinging on to this because he knows the Lord won't forsake me. At some level, Job knew this, or at least faith is fighting against his despair and his depression. Wait a minute. Everything I had was because the Lord was with me, and I have lost it now. I don't understand why, and I'm perplexed, and I almost wish I would die, but yet I haven't forgotten what the Lord did. I can't let go of it. He's not letting go of me, so I can't let go of His grace in my life. See, that is something when we are on our deathbed or we lose a loved one or whatever else bad happens to us at times in this life. There we need to run to first, not, oh, woe is me. What has God done for me? Let me count my blessings because, boy, that does something. It humbles me. And it also, in a strange way, makes me joyful even in the times of trouble. Kind of like Saul, Paul, and Silas. When their backs were bleeding and they didn't know if they were going to be put to death or not. In that jail in Philippi, what do we see them doing at night? We hear them singing hymns of praise to God. Why? Because they are thinking, what has God done for us? What has God done for us in Jesus? He let us preach the gospel. And now, and this isn't how we normally think, He has let me suffer for His name. Boy, that is an old, old feeling that not many of us have today. You know, we sing the hymn, Faith of Our Fathers. Oh, that my children could die for you, Lord. Have you ever prayed that? That my children may die for the Lord? Now, I'm not aware of anywhere in Scripture that we are called to pray this. So I'm not recommending it. But it does express some of the pious sentiments of previous generations that it is a privilege to suffer for Christ. A privilege. Now you might think to yourself, you know, I hear what you're saying. and I know I need to count my blessings more than I do. And I need to be really humble before God for His goodness. But you know what would be a lot easier? It would be a lot easier for me to do that if the rocks gush forth oil for me. It would be a lot easier if my steps were greased with butter and I had everything the heart could wish for. But I'm not rich like Job. I've struggled all my life just to make ends meet, so I'm not so sure I consider it a privilege to suffer. Let me tell you something. I realize Job was exceptionally rich, but Job also suffered exceptionally. And yet in that, he bore up in praising God. You know, if a poor man loses everything, it's like, oh well. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. It too is a tragedy. But when a man like Job loses everything and still blesses God for it, and to say the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord, we should run right there and say, 
I want what that man has. I mean, if I lose a couple of thousand dollars in the bank, oh well. I can guess, I guess I can bless God in that. But if I lose 500 million, my house, my children, all my flocks and herds, and all of it is gone, I am going to bless God in that? But let me tell you something else. Any believer in Jesus is just as rich and even richer than Job. Because you see, our Savior has now come. Job looked forward to him in faith. Now we have him. And his word says, we possess everything in Christ. This world, the life to come, life eternal, salvation. Jesus said, if you have lost lands or fields because of your service to me, I will give you back tenfold, a hundredfold in the kingdom of God. We have everything beloved in Christ. So we need to think about this. Next time we're suffering or we see others suffering, next time we think life isn't going the way we want it to go, wait a minute, what do I have? I see what I think I lost, but what do I have? I have forgiveness. I've been adopted into the family of God. My name is Stephen Loomis in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My name is Matthew Taylor in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I am a bearer of the name of God. I've been baptized into His name. I have free access to the throne of grace. Whatever my cares are, God says, you just throw them on me. The holy living God says, you just throw them on me. You call upon me in the day of trouble and I will, I will deliver you. And you will glorify me. So I don't think I will bless God. So don't think I will bless God when I'm rich as Job. Because I'm here to tell you, you are richer. Because Jesus has come and he is still coming. Neither God's gift or his best gift is earthly prosperity. That's just a little speck. In comparison to the riches that we have in Christ. Every one of us have abundant reasons to praise our God. Think about that when you go to bed tonight. Think about that when you're sitting in traffic. And I promise you, it will be a fight. It's amazing when you start to count your blessings and name them one by one. Something else seems to come in. Because you'll be thinking a blessing and you'll think, but what about seriously, beloved? Bring yourself reflectively to love God with your mind in this way. I'm going to think about the things God has done for me. Think about when you were a baby. You know, we hear often about babies who have suffered tremendously. I, I, I seem to see it on Facebook and the Internet all the time. I heard just a couple of weeks ago about a newborn baby thrown into a dumpster to die, and it makes me want to throw up. Someone had a baby and threw it into a dumpster. What? You've got to be kidding me. But then I think, why wasn't I thrown into a dumpster? That's what I deserve. But I had a mother... 
by God's loving grace to take care of me. To take care of all of my needs. And I wasn't even aware of it. All I did was scream when things weren't going my way on my time schedule. Just start there, beloved. Now, as adults, you can put yourself in the position of a little baby and think, this is what God did for me when I was a child. Just start there and keep going. And see if by thinking on God's goodness, if it doesn't give you some strong core, unbelievable gratitude toward Him for His mercy. And maybe if you're suffering, you can still smile because He has done so much for you. Well, this has been Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. As we have closed out our time together today, I would remind you that our desire is to know how this program encourages you in Christ. Now, there are a couple of three ways that you can contact us to provide us with this information. And again, it would really encourage us a great deal if you'd take a moment and let us know how the program is encouraging you in your walk and relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's how to contact us. Phone number is 408. 408- 8665607 that's 4088665607 our website where you can drop us an email and even learn a bit more about us is reformedheritage.org and then of course you can write to us at PMB that stands for post mailbox number 402 1484 Pollard Road Los Gatos California the zip code is 95032 Now, there is another way you can contact us, and this would be the best of all, especially if you're not involved in a church at this time. Plan on visiting. Let us uh, fellowship face-to-face, as it were. We meet at Lone Hill Church, 2 in the afternoon on Sundays at 5055 Lone Hill Road in Los Gatos. Directions can be found at our website, reformedheritage.org, or by calling 408-866-5607. By the way, copies of the broadcast are just $5. Mention today's date when you contact us, and we'll get a CD out to you right away. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. (music) 